Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey, before we jump into the show today, you all know if you've been following me that I live for my collagen. I have been on the same one for almost two years and I have noticed visible results. People ask me which kind I use all the time. I linked it in the show notes. It's called Liquid BioCell. So if you're looking to just improve your wrinkles, improve your skin's hydration, increase your own skin's collagen content, and lubricate your joints, this is the one for you. It's one tablespoon a day. It does wonders, I promise. And on top of it all, it tastes great. Again, the link to my liquid biocell is in the show notes. So give it a try. I promise you will love it just as much as I do and enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another beautiful and fabulous show of Addicted to the Climb. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm super excited for you to hear this conversation I'm having with a new friend of mine. And I also realized that you can be doing something else right now, but you decided to tune in to my podcast and I am so grateful for that. So I just pray that this conversation blesses you in such an amazing and incredible way today and that's it. I just pray it blesses you. So thank you for being here and welcome to the show. So today I have on, like I said, my new friend, Zach, AKA Z, who I met online and I was actually on his podcast and it was just an amazing conversation. So here we are today, continuing our conversation. Let me give you a little bit about Zach. He is a certified personal trainer, a young believer and entrepreneur and now your new fitness coach. He wants to help you find what it truly means to live physically and spiritually fit. This is my kind of guy. He currently (laughs) lives in Arizona and he launched a podcast called God Remembers in 2020 and the Trained by the Lamb podcast in the spring of 2022. Both platforms are designed to help young adult Christians live truly fit through our Christ-centered connections. It wasn't, it was not very long ago that Zach was in your shoes and didn't know what Christian speakers, music artists, books, influences, that he didn't know which ones to follow. He had no idea where even to start. But over time, he discovered them largely on his own and he's still discovering new connections to this day. And I'm so grateful that we now connected. So welcome to the show, Z. 
Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on Kelly. And time is just flying. Like, how is it already that you've been on my show and now I'm being on your show? It's like, I feel like we're still building this connection, but I'm so excited to show up as with all of your fellow listeners on the show today. And yeah, just to see God work. Exactly. And you know, we say it is God's time. It's God's speed, right? He's speeding Mm -hmm. this up. I mean, people need to hear (laughs) the message of him and that's what we're doing. So I'm so grateful to have you. Well, before we jump in, I always love to start with a few fun questions. So tell us your favorite Bible verse. Oh, favorite Bible verse. It's got to be Proverbs 16, 9. It's something that just keeps running through my head. And I just love the book of Proverbs as a whole, but um, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, if I'm loosely paraphrasing, it says, uh, you know, a man uh, plans his way, plans his path, but God establishes the steps. And I know we talk about that. And I actually just talked about it recently in one of my uh, recent episodes where we talk about taking the first step, right? And so Mm -hmm. understanding that faith, and this is a good Martin Luther King quote for uh, your listeners out here, but it says, he says, Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Mm. And it's that way with God, right? Where it's like, we don't know what the next steps are going to be, what, you know, the journey is going to look like, but it's about taking that first step and then the next step and the next step and taking it mm-hmm. one step at a time. Yes. So just the principles that are just in that verse alone, and then just applying it to life, to our faith with Jesus, that is my favorite Bible verse. I love that. And gosh, we could talk about that for a whole few minutes right now, because no, it's so true. Like the faith journey. I think when there's a quote that people say, they pass it around, the joy is in the journey. And I think in our faith walk, we can't see what's ahead. Only God knows the outcome, but in a way there's so much joy in that because it's actually less stressful that we don't have to have control over everything. We can let God, if we decide to let God, you know, even in my own business and what I'm doing. And sometimes I just want to know what's my next thing. Come on, Lord, tell me, I got to keep going. I got to keep climbing. But he says, Kelly, relax. I got this. And then I'm like, all right, I guess you do. And, And then it just brings me peace to know he's in control. So I love that verse. And I love the book of Proverbs. Amazing. I try to read one of those to my son every morning, you know, like say the date today is April, whatever, 11th, which it's not, but I'll read to him Proverbs 11, you know, just to keep on track with the date. So good one. All right. What about what's your favorite workout since you're into fitness or workout style, I should say. My favorite workouts, I love high intensity interval training or hit for uh, all my fitness junkies out here. But, um, and it's converse, it's, you know, it's, it's ironic that while it's my favorite workout, it's also the one I hate the most because it's like, I always show up and I'm like, oh my gosh, especially when I haven't uh, gotten into like a group fitness class. Cause my gym, they have a group fitness class and it's, you know, it's a high intensity class and I'm, I, And it's really surprising to me because I'm the only guy that's ever in there. Like I'm the only guy, it's all ladies, but like, I don't, I don't care. Like I'm there for the class. I'm there to get pushed and that's what they do. But it's like, you know, if I'm not there for like maybe a week or two, oh my goodness, I just get so like overwhelmed. I'm like, man, I know I'm not out of shape, but man, these women can really move. And like, they are just like running me out of the room, out of the, um, out of the training session. So I love high intensity. I love uh, just these workouts that are going to push you. And there's the great thing is about it 
is that there's so many different ways that you can go about doing those types of exercises, right? There's so many different things, variations that you can do that's just going to push you. So I love high intensity interval strength. I agree because you can do them fast and furious and be done. You don't have to spend. And it's good for, yeah, it's good for a busy schedule too. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's, isn't that the truth? Okay. Uh, What about, what is your favorite clean food? Oh, clean food. So I'm not as big on nutrition as a lot of people. Now I, I still, I still believe that, you know, everybody should eat and healthy and worry about, you know, try and put a good importance and put an emphasis on the food that you're putting inside of you, right? Obviously you don't want to eat junk food. Um, so I might have to get back to you on that one. Mm. Uh, cause I'm, I, I don't really have a food that's like sticking out to me. That I could say, Oh, this is a clean food. So okay. how would, how would we define clean food? Just well, like without like any like, processed, yeah. you know, not fried something God made. Like for me, I mean, I love a good green goddess smoothie. And it's one of my favorite things I love with a peanut butter protein. That's so clean. It lights me up. (laughs) So, you know, you, Hey, you know what? You're young still too. So just get ready. You're going to have a list of clean foods as you start climbing the age thing. (laughs) Would, uh, would quinoa fall in? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go with that. I'll say quinoa is my favorite um, is my favorite clean food. I okay. actually subscribe to, it's called Huel, but, uh, I subscribe to a meal plan service. And what it does is basically it's once again, it's perfect for a busy schedule, but, um, uh, they send you these bags and it's almost like a powder, but it's not a powder. It's like, it's made of quinoa, but you just, you mix water in with it, stir it together, put it in the microwave, heat it for like two minutes and then boom, you, you actually got a meal. It's not like a smoothie or anything. It's like an oh, actual meal. Oh, okay. Um, so they have like curry flavor. They even mm. have like, now this one doesn't have quinoa, but it's, they have a mac and cheese and it's all healthy. It's all clean, no process. Oh, and it actually has like, it focuses on your macros. Um, so that would actually be something I would say is probably my best clean food is quinoa. Okay. Which I, I wouldn't consider like before like oh i know exactly what quinoa tastes like but now i have it all the time so it's like yeah it's, it's go. good you can make it good I, I love it that's clean and good okay let's jump in because i want my listeners to get to know you and you know being in a young man i want you to start with telling us how your journey with jesus and how did you meet him first you know as a young person were you born into a christian home give us a little background yeah, so I'll, I'll condense it to make it uh, easy for my listeners to follow along or for your listeners to follow along. But yeah, I was raised in a Christian household. Um, both my parents were uh, raised Catholic, but they raised me to be Christian. So along the way, they were you know able to get themselves out of Catholic Church and to raise me to be uh, to be a God fearing young man. Um, but you know, throughout, and I, I stayed involved with you know my church and my youth group throughout uh, junior high, senior high, all the way through. Uh, about my sophomore year of high school, and actually about a year before that, uh, I did go, I'd, I'd be remiss to not mention this, but I did go to China for uh, about two weeks, and I did uh, build some really strong ties over there. I still keep in touch with people uh, from overseas, and just being able to see the church over there in the Eastern world, and just to be able to experience that at such a young age, it was so powerful, yeah. and at first, I didn't even know if I wanted to go. My mom pushed me to went, uh, to go, and man, it was just it was such an amazing experience, one of the best experiences. I hope I get to go back, um, and obviously, global mission is something that I'd love to do mm, in the future. Wow. Um, so, God revealed that to me when I was really young. It's like, my will was, oh, I don't want to go. Well, 
in hindsight, I'm like, man, why don't you want to go? Just go, <laughs> right? Just show up, just go and do it. Take right. that first step. Right. Um, and that's what God pushed me at a young age. So, um, but throughout high school and college, uh, it was my parents' faith when I was young. Um, it wasn't really, I, you know, I knew about God, but it wasn't me having a personal relationship with him. So uh, in high school and college, I fell out um, of having that relationship with Jesus and um, just wanting to see more of the world, thinking the world was going to satisfy me and thinking that there's just so much there that I haven't experienced yet. But at the same time, I was just missing that God had everything that I needed and that there was nothing more that I could get from the world that I couldn't get from God. And it took me about four or five years to come to that realization. And at the beginning of 2020, uh, right before COVID, I did accept Christ. And it was a good thing that I did at that time. I just, I decided to make my own decision because I just kept putting it off. And I was saying, you know, I'll re I'm ready to come to God whenever I'm ready to do it. But it's a really scary place to be in that position. Because if you keep saying, especially if you know God and you were raised to know God, right? And to know Jesus and to know the lamb, but you're sitting over here and I was sitting over here and I was saying, God, I'm not ready to have this relationship. I don't know. Like I was non-committed, right? Mm. And certainly, you know, the world was, you know, the enemy was constantly trying to pull me back in uh, to that side of the coin. And I'm like, that's a scary place to be in because I know about God, but I'm not committing. So it's like, if Jesus comes back, which he can, if he came back the next day, what am I living for? Because mm -hmm. I'm just sitting here in this middle ground. I know about Jesus, mm -hmm. but I'm not committing. And I, I say, I want to come back but I'm not committing. Why am I not committing? And so we could do a whole episode on not committing, but you know, that was where I was at. And so at the beginning of 2020, like I said, I just said, you know what, enough's enough. I'm ready. And I'm going to do this. And it was a good thing I did it because man, the world in 2020 for a lot of people, it was just really hard. And everything that happened that year, um, I, it would have affected me a lot harder if I didn't have Jesus. Oh my, my own personal God. decision to follow Jesus. Mm. And so, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, uh, I did launch God Remembers that year. My name, Zach, or Zachary is my full name. My parents gave me, it means God is remembered or God remembers. So I put my name, I put the meaning of my name into the business. It's just a constant reminder for me and for other people. It's a message that people need to hear today is that God does remember you because it can be so easy to, you know, with just anxiety, depression, all this stuff. And certainly COVID um, affected a lot of that but it's just something that people need to be reminded about. And so I thought that was, you know, just another God-given blessing that, you know, he started 22 years ago before I even knew uh, what was going to happen. And yeah, uh, we started, we then rebranded to Train by Lamb, the podcast only, God remembers still around, but the Train by Lamb podcast started that this year and just meeting uh, awesome, awesome people like you, Kelly, that were just able to sit down, glorify God, and just to use the gifts who God, and I know we're going to get into this, but who God designed us to be. We are doing that now here today, and we want to encourage all of your listeners mm -hmm. to go and be who God designed you to be. So that's my testimony. Um, I'm sure there's a lot more I can get into, but uh, I'm excited to be able to share it. And yeah, thank you for just allowing me the opportunity. No, it's beautiful. And you said something that stuck out to me about questioning your faith. You know, you knew God, but I, but I think there's people, they do fall into that space where yes, they know God he's in heaven, but they're not sure. They're just not sure. And they, they're scared to step out in faith and the enemy is ready to attack, kill and destroy at all times, as we know. But mm -hmm. what I want to say to that is if you're right now, 
maybe questioning your faith or in that moment of you're just not sure, I'm just going to remind you to open up the blueprint to life, which is the Bible. It is literally a blueprint that is so relevant today. Not, it's not something that is for the olden days. Uh, like, take me up on it. If you haven't opened the word, you your faith will grow because God will speak to you through his words. So if you are in that middle ground and you're not sure, you're going through something, like you mentioned, there's so much depression and anxiety, and maybe you're young right now listening and you don't know who God is, that Bible is a living and breathing word. Amen. Open it in everything you need to know about how to live your life, where he wants you to go next. And we're going to jump into that now, you know, your passions and your purpose. It, God will lead you if you open his word. So Zach, I want to jump into what we wanted to talk about today, because I think it's so important about resurrecting your passion. Let's, hmm. let's jump into this topic in why are you so passionate about it yourself? Uh, well, I think there's no better place to start off than let's like when we talk about resurrecting, right? And certainly we're in the Easter season right now and just the resurrection and just how that is literally the only thing that has given us, you know, just the ability to be in the same room as God, as our eternal creator, right? And to say that, you know, we are actually worthy now and to actually say we are sons and daughters of God. And so we talk about, and we're going to talk about, you know, your passions and your goals and your dreams, and your visions. And once again, being who God designed you to be, when we talk about resurrecting, it's going from death to life, whether it's with, even with your faith, if you are going from death to life. And certainly when it comes to being who God designed you to be, there might be a lot of your listeners out there right now that might be on the early side of that, right? They may be you know, dead in terms of, you know, what they, what, who God has called them to be. They may be struggling to find out. I know there's a lot of people, especially younger, uh, younger people that are in college or maybe just graduated college where, you know, they don't know, they have a lot of those questions where it's like they, once they finally have for some people, maybe for the first time in their life where it feels like they have their whole life in front of them, that can be really, really taxing on someone's mental health. And it can be really overwhelming to try and understand where God has you to be. But that's the great thing about the power of, and even just the word resurrection is mm -hmm. that it always comes back to what Jesus did for us. And now because of that, we have the ability to draw even closer to God. We have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us that, that we will have that navigation laid out for us mm -hmm. to where we can now resurrect our passions where you are going from death to life from uncertainty to certainty that jesus only jesus can provide so that alone is why i'm so passionate about this and i can't wait to see where we go with this and where god navigates us even in this conversation but yeah it all starts with understanding what the word and the power of the word resurrection amen amen it is going from death to life i mean so where in your life did you need God to resurrect you specifically? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, as we touched on it, there's no greater resurrection than the spiritual resurrection. And that's for me, you know, like I said, uh, two years ago, going from death to life in my own uh, spiritual decision to do that. Um, as far as, you know, more practical things in terms of, uh, you know, decisions, goals, what, what God has designed for me and what he's called me to do with my life. Uh, it was actually about this time last year, maybe about 11 months, but it was right after I graduated college. So I mentioned again, those recent college graduates, I, I'm right there with you because I was, you know, for the first three months after I graduated, and I have two degrees, I have a journalism and a business degree. So you think, oh, Zach, you'll be fine. I wasn't making any headway on full a lot of full-time jobs that I was applying to. And, you know, certainly my passions and where I wanted to go, they change over four years. I mean, four years is a long time to say, oh, my passions are going to be the same, whether you're in college or whether you're not. But that was it for me was, you know, I wasn't making any headway here. My passions had changed. Obviously, you know, when I started off college, I wasn't following God and now I was. So it's like now I've got that factoring in as well. And so I just after about three months of, you know, I could say maybe I was trying to just, you know, be so narrow-minded that I was like, man, is this really all God has for me is just a full-time job? And I just sat down. I was like, you know, over time, just coming to realize who God has designed me to be. And there's different ways that we can talk about, you know, practically how you can do that. But just understanding your strengths, the way you're wired, who he has designed you to be, the more you can come to know that, right? you will be able to sit down and ask God. And that's what I had to do is I had to sit down and ask God the hard questions and say, God, what do you want me to do for my, what do you want me to do with my life? What is your will for me? Help guide me because I'm in a, I'm in a season right now where my life just doesn't seem to have any direction. It doesn't seem to have a path. It's unclear, right? I didn't see the whole staircase. I didn't even see the first step, right? And I was asking God for just the first step. And sometimes we just have to ask, for the first step. And that's what I did. And yeah, so that was where God helped get me from death to life where, you know, he was able to give me a vision, just a vision of where, of who he has designed me to be and where he wants me to go in the future. And certainly there's a lot of steps to get there between then and, you know, then in the future, sorry, let me reword that from when I had that vision to where he has me in the future. Right. So there's a lot of steps to get from point A to point B. But at the end of the day, it all started with just that first step. Yeah. What is that first step? What is one thing I can take today to begin resurrecting my passion? And it's only going to be done uh, once again through God, through Jesus, through the one who was on the resurrection, who did the resurrection. So right. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it does, because it's it's about fully putting your faith and trust in God. And that's what it comes down to. I think that, you know, we try to do things on our own all the time and it doesn't lead us necessarily in the right direction. And people feel so frustrated. And I, you know, the, I'm in a job I hate. Well, did you pray about it? Maybe mm. you didn't. And I say all the time, you know, my mom, I grew up with a mother who prayed about finding the parking place in the mall. <laughs> so she was always like, before we get there, just find that parking place for us. So she, we prayed, she taught me to just pray about everything and not that that's going to mean everything's going to be perfect either. We know, right, Zach, sometimes we pray about things that we want it might not necessarily be God's plan for you though in the end, because he always has a better plan than you can ever imagine. And I think it's sitting quietly, though, in his presence. And like you said, praying for his guidance, 
ask him to lead you, open the door. And you know, what I like to say too, is showing, asking God to show favor on me in a situation Mm -hmm. or in my life, show favor on me and let me get ahead in some certain way. And let me know that it's you, you know, so it's about having a conversation with God directly. And you can do that at any given moment in taking that first step, the climb, Zach, the climb is what it's all about. It's, it's a climb and it's like anything, you know, you're a young guy finding your way right now. And God has a plan for you. And for you to lean fully in him is just incredible. I'm very excited to watch what God does in your life, to be honest. I, I mean, I know it could be Thank scary. You. Thank you so much. Yes. I mean, I know because I have a young, my daughter's turning 23 going on her way right now. And we right. talk about it all the time to lean in. So talk to the young kids right now. What, what is part of your routine that you do to stay connected to God in this world that is trying to pull you towards the world. Tell us a little bit how you as a young 20 something year old do that, because I know it's not easy being your age. Yeah. Well, on my show, we do talk a lot about um, habits and disciplines, uh, things that, you know, we can, especially right now when time is just flying by so fast, right? And we talked about that at the very beginning, but time is flying by so fast. It is just so good sometimes to just slow it down and say, you know what, we're going to take this one day at a time. I'm going to stop making my days feel like uh, my weeks feel like days. I'm going to start making my days feel like days. I want my days to feel like days. I want my hours to feel like hours. I want time as abstract as it may be in a whole concept. It was something invented by God, right? We are constantly moving forward. And ultimately time is going to come to an end when Jesus comes back. Mm -hmm. So how can we take advantage of time? How can we use uh, the best of the time that God has given to us, as you mentioned, to um, to draw closer to him, to spend time with him, because that's what he wants. That's what a relationship involves, right, is giving time. It involves sacrifice. And so I know a lot of people might not like that word, but guess what? It's a, it's one of those things you're just going to have to accept because that is what God has called us into. It, that any relationship that is worth anything, it's going to involve sacrifice. And so my first thing is, and I, I really uh, harp on this um, a lot, is just schedule time, like actually write it down. Don't just say, oh, I'm going to get into my Bible whenever, you know, I have time today. Because if you do that, you won't have time today. You'll find other things that are going to feel much more comfortable because that's what we love in our American society is just to be comfortable. We like things convenient. The gospel is not convenient. The gospel was not meant to be convenient. Our relationship with God's not meant to be convenient. That's why he says it is a sword. He came to bring a sword, not peace. And so, and sometimes that's really hard to understand because he's like, oh, you're the prince of peace. But that's what it does. It is a, um, a like you said, it's living and breathing and it is a sword that will divide families. It will divide and just the same as it divides families, it will divide your day up, right? It will, God requires us to give time to him. So that's my first thing is just actually write it down, write down when you are going to and actually commit to making time for God, whether that's Bible time. I like to do Bible time first thing in the morning. That's another thing. If not just not just schedule it, but make it the first thing you do in the morning, because if you're not doing it the first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. what, are, what are you doing in the morning? That's more important than that. That's my question. <laughs> so I love if you're not doing it first thing in the morning. Yes. 
you're saying something else is more important. Something else, I need to get to something else first before I get to God. Or you're letting in all the other thoughts of other people instead of putting God's thoughts in from the very beginning of your day, right? Yep. You're allowing the other outside things to take up space in your mind. When I say, just like you, start your day in the word so you have, you're grounded. No matter what happens in your day, you're grounded at least with mm -hmm. God, right? So Bible time, first thing in the morning. And then certainly this will be really helpful for a lot of, I don't, I, I'll, I'll assume that a lot of your listeners are work from home, but if you're not work from home, you can apply this too. But um, Bible time, first thing in the morning, worship music, always have music playing. Um, this is something that I do that, you know, even, even just in my subconscious, like it's just running in the background and I can just hear God's music. So that way, you know, even when I'm tuned out, when I tune back in, right. That's an, that's an opportunity for the enemy to try and tempt us, to try and steer us away from God. But if I have worship music playing at home, and even if you're in the car on your way to work, or even if you're at work, I don't know if your employers will allow it, but whatever you can do, try and always have worship music around you because it's just an, always an easy way that you don't always have to be there putting a conscious effort and saying, oh, well, I'm you know, picking my songs and I'm playing which songs playing right now. No, just, just let it run. Just let it run. And that way your mind is just subconsciously focused yes. on God. So I do that. That's my number two. And then number three, I think is, you know, obviously, and this goes into once again, just making time for prayer. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. I think there's a lot of people and myself included that we need to just reevaluate how and how powerful it is to actually pray because you know i think a lot of people just it, it's really easy to see how much time has gone right if you actually start scheduling your day it is surprising like it will shock you how much time that you really do fit in between the last time you talked with god and the next time you talk with god like for me i always you know obviously when i do my bible time in the morning i pray to god but it's like, I might not talk to him some days, even for the rest of the day. And it's like, are you really saying, am I really saying that the rest of my day, right, is so perfect that I don't need God in the middle of that, that I don't have anything on whether it's on my heart or in my mind that I need to talk to God, that I need to open up to him because he already knows it. But why am I not having that relationship with him? So uh, prayer is just, oh, that's got to be another top one up there. But Yes. Uh, those would be my three biggest things that I do on a daily basis to try and draw closer to God. And for everybody, it's going to be different. Not everybody has the same schedule. Not everybody has um, the same things that work for them or um, or uh, have as much time for them. But those are those would be my top three that I think are pretty almost always universal that everybody can do. I love it. And, you know, it's building that spiritual stamina. And I think you said that somewhere. Endurance. Yes. Endurance and the endurance, because it's honestly just like our fitness, right? If it, mm -hmm. you're working you in order to get stronger in your faith muscles, just like your body, your physical body, you have to go to the gym. If you want to get healthier in your body from the inside out, you have to eat clean. As we talked about cleaner, mm -hmm. you can't eat processed crappy foods or else you're not going to function the way you want to function. So if you're over here, well, I really want to know about God and what does he want in my life? Where is he going to resurrect me from right mm -hmm. now? I want to live in what God wants me to do. Well, you have to do that stuff. He says you have to work on your relationship in building your faith muscles. It's a, it's a daily practice. 
You can't do it sometimes, fall off for two weeks and then say, well, where's God? He didn't show up for me today. And I prayed two weeks ago. You know, think about that. People do that. They, They blame God for everything that goes wrong, but yet they're not spending the time with him to resurrect themselves. I mean, I love that word so much because every day I want to be resurrected, you know, and and get excited about my relationship with God. And what does he have for me today? Who does he want me to meet today? What people is he going to bring into my circle that are going to lift me higher and keep me closer to him because the enemy is ready to attack. So I'm trying to build up these walls So my walls are higher than the enemy can get in. And in order to do that, I have to be in the word, just like Z is saying, and pray, take time with God, because time is everything. And I love that. I mean, that was so fitting that God tells us to put ourselves to to deny ourselves daily, to put ourselves to death Mm -hmm. and to pick up. What is he? What are we picking up? We're picking up and we're carrying the cross. Mm -hmm. That is the symbol of resurrection. That is what we are here to talk about today. That's what we are going to, you know, you're going to hear your church. I know this episode is not going to come out until a few weeks, but on Sunday, you're going to hear the power of the resurrection, right? You're, that's what we talk about. Some days we talk about it more than others, but at the end of the day, it always comes back to it. Oh, everything we talk about points back to the resurrection. So isn't it just so fitting that that's what we talk about, that that's the symbol is that we pick up and God tells us to pick up our cross, to deny ourselves, to put ourselves to death daily. That is the resurrection. Sometimes you even have to lose yourself and make more room for him. Right. I think it'd be so easy for us to look over and say, you know, we're resurrecting our passions. We're doing what we're passionate about. We're doing what we want to do. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's what God wants you to do. It's who God designed you to be. It's who it's the passions that God has given to you and in that vision, in that path that he has laid out for you. It all goes back to that Proverbs 16, 9, right? Mm-hmm. The path that he has laid out for you, the steps one step at a time that God has laid out for you. So it all comes back to the resurrection. But yes, I agree with you. It does. And, you know, it is the Easter season. And, you know, what is that meaning? What is the meaning of it all, Z? Like, it, you know, to all the listeners out there, do you even think about what this means in the Easter season, you guys? I mean, that are listening right now. What is the meaning for you, Z? Hmm. Just the absolute just conquering death, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, without, without the resurrection, if that never happened, what, what, what would our lives, what fruit would our lives bear? Cause at the end of the day, if we don't have the resurrection, there's nothing, there's really nothing to live for. And that's why it's, that's why, that's why we just need to lift up our praise. That's why we need to make time for Jesus. That's why we have to put him as a priority because if we don't have that then i don't know how they lived you know three thousand four thousand years ago but just without that redeeming and saving grace for how many times that each and every one of us falls and just saying we don't have to worry about death everybody's going to die sometime but believers we live again and we just as jesus rose again on the third day we now have the ability only by his blood to rise again and to live in eternity with him. And that needs to be the pursuit of everything that we do. So that that's just what it means to me. And I'm still trying to grasp that on an even deeper level, but just the fact that Jesus really did conquer death and because he conquered death. Now we can too. 
Mm, amen. I have the Holy Spirit goosebumps thinking about that because <laughs> even for me, you know, being older than you and, be, you know, I've been walking with the Lord for so yes. many years, it's still such a, an amazing thing to grasp in your head. Mm. And it, it is, it's an, I mean, he died for us. And that's all we need to know. He doesn't look at our sin. He doesn't say any remind us of what we did yesterday that was so wrong or how we wronged someone else. Everything's wiped clean but the blood of Jesus and the blood of the lamb. So that's what people need to be reminded of all the time. He's not a God of, you know, pointing the finger and keeping a tally of everything you do. Yep. If you go to him and ask for forgiveness, he wipes your slate clean every night. Not to say you should be doing the same thing over and over if you know it's wrong. I mean, how are you going to build your faith muscles if you keep doing the right. wrong things? But it is, it's, in, it's incredible. And once you get that really in your mind, you know, your walk with God will change, right? Your walk with God will change. Yeah. And, but it's all about staying in the word and putting the time in. And that's the most important thing. If anybody takes anything out of this today, I really want it to be putting in time with God, because even for me, I'm going to be honest, the last three months of 2022, I have been putting more time in with God and I feel like a new creature again. I feel like I've had a rebirth in my faith. And it's crazy because I told you I've been a Christian most of my life. But it's amazing how God just becomes so much more real and powerful, a powerful force in your life. I'm almost addicted back to my faith, <laughs> <laughs> you know, addicted to the climb, addicted to, to the Lord right now. I just, I can't get enough of my Bible and I'm just, I'm sitting in that right now. It's a beautiful place to be. Mm -hmm. So I love it. I love it, Z. And what else do you, do you want to add I, before we transition? But is there anything else you want to add to that topic? I mean, yeah, it's, we've spent a good portion of this episode and rightfully so on the resurrection and mm -hmm. just the power that that imagery that that not just the imagery, but the power of the actual the action, right? The step that God took he, he took the step. He took the first step to come down here into heaven, uh, to come down here to earth from heaven. He didn't have to do that, but he took it. And he took those steps to Calvary. He took those steps to die for our sin. Yeah, I think, I think that's just a powerful action, a powerful imagery um, that we just, we can't overlook. And, you know, right. some days we're guilty of overlooking that, but today and every day, I think we just need to always remember that. So um, I'm excited to get into uh, now uh, the passion, which I know you're going to transition here and um, actually making it practical for uh, your listeners. So yeah, let's, let's get into it. Let's dive in. So how do we resurrect our own passions? <laughs> and you know, yeah. Zach, you always say, we talk a lot about this showing up. And you, you say that word a lot. And I do want to touch upon this because showing up is half the battle with anything we're doing, showing up in our health in our fitness in our faith in taking that first step, even when it's hard, you know, mm -hmm. life is not supposed to be easy at all where it's a, it's a climb and it's, it really comes down to showing up. Right. I mean, I just want to touch upon that because you have said that in your posts, you speak about showing up, you showed up today, even if maybe you didn't feel up to it, but you and me 
make it a point to keep showing up so we can keep going up. And that's important for people to know. We didn't just arrive. It's not like we wake up happy all the time. We have to push ourselves and show up so we can lead others to show up. I think that's that's really important, right? So how do you how do you show up when you don't feel like showing up? Well, first of all, let me give credit where credit's due because I feel like I inherited that term from you. So <laughs> I'm not taking I'm not taking any credit for this, guys. Kelly Kelly was the <laughs> one who coined it. I just inherited. It okay, her. okay. Part of my, and now it's part of my uh, language, but um, yeah. No, I really like where I, I had a thought when you were uh, talking there. I was like. Everybody, and I, this is something I always try and uh, focus on from time, especially from time to time, but uh, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day, right? So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, you see these people that are out there, you know, just doing s- seemingly just so much work, right? Like they just like, they just seem to s- accomplish so much in a day. And, you know, some people just have really strong habits, but it all comes back to everybody has the same 24 hours. They're not getting any extra time. God doesn't gift anybody any extra time to draw closer to him. Mm -hmm. You have the same amount of time that anybody else has to draw close to him, to pursue your passions, to pursue the calling, the design that he's made for you. So let that be an encouragement for you today is just by recalibrating how you schedule your day, Mm -hmm. recalibrating your mindset and how you approach your day and how you prioritize your day. That's going to make all the difference for you to be able to, here we go, here's the word, resurrect your passions, to be able to be who God designed you to be. So how do we show up? How do we resurrect our passions? As we mentioned, resurrecting your passion practically is going to look like you're going from a place of death, of uncertainty, of not knowing who God designed you to be, right? You don't know. To a place where now you are confident and you are living, you are just shining the light that he has put inside of you and you're confident in just who God designed you to be. So that's why, oh man, I'm, I'm so passionate. I'm already starting to get a little chills here. I'm ready. I'm ready to get, me, get my blood pumping, but I hope you guys are too, because this is something that I just, I want to see all of your listeners accomplish today when they take this home, start taking notes because we're going to dive into it. First thing, and this is, this is big. We have to start here. Okay, Under, let's go. Understand, understand, and actually write this word down and put it in all caps. Know your why. Why are you doing what you do? Mm-hmm. Even if even if right now you're not doing something that you feel God has called you to do, why are you doing it? And if and if you don't know why you're doing it, if you can't verbally or even just write it down, express why you're doing that or why God has called you to do that, then it's probably not what he has called you to do. And that's going to be a harsh reality, but it is the truth. And as we said, the word is a sword. It will divide. It will divide up your day. It will divide up who sometimes it's going to divide up. It's going to pierce right through what you think God has designed you to be, but you may be doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And so understand and actually know your why. And when we talk about your why, number one, and we're, we're never compromised on this. I never compromise on this. Number one always has to be whatever you do, whoever God has designed you to be, you give that glory back to him. Mm, it does not matter. It does not matter what your why is. If your number one reason why is not, I'm going to give glory back to God. For this. Mm-hmm. If that's not your why, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Cause that's not what God has called us to do. The two greatest commandments, love God. How are you going to love God and what you do if you're not doing it for him? Right. 
and then love your neighbor. So it all comes back to being able to love and we love in what we do by doing those things for them. That's why we are called to serve because we are able to serve God. We're able to serve others. We put others before ourselves. So mm -hmm. understand and actually know your why is number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, and I, this is a perfect segue where I just left off. Mm -hmm. Do something that is greater than yourself. If you want to resurrect your passions, do something that is greater than yourself. We want there to be more of him and less of us, right? I just, I love being able to see, and certainly there's different ways that you can go about doing this. You know, we have discipleship, we have philanthropy, even coaching, right? In coaching, I, I almost want to call it servant coaching, where I want to be able to serve you, your clients, Kelly, your clients, your listeners, the people that are listening to this day, we want to serve you guys. We want to be able to provide value for you. And sometimes it's going to be for nothing in return. We're not charging anybody to listen to this episode. This is all free. We're not charging anybody to go out and listen to gospel. No, nobody charges you to go out and listen to gospel. Right. But it's all about serving. And I just, I love coaches who are humble. And even though this is what we do every single day, right? We do this for a living. The best coaches will understand that it is not about themselves, nope. but it's about who they serve. So do something that is greater than yourself. And then number three, and this is, this is a big one as well. Bring it back to who God designed you to be. When you can get to a place where you understand, because there's, and we talked about this earlier, even when you understand who God designed you to be, like, Kelly, would you say that you have a pretty good understanding of who God has designed you to be? 100%. But has it all been easy? Has yeah, the road no. been easy? No, honestly, I just came into it over the last few years. It took a while because I was doing my own thing and serving different things that, you know, just doing it wrong. And yeah. now, and this is so good because everything you said, I want people to realize one important thing for all the three things Z just mentioned, when you're in the will of God, you have no idea how beautiful, joyous, and fulfilling Amen. your life can be. It is, a, it is a place of peace, even if you're not making the money you used to make, or it's not the money you think you should be making or that. whatever, right? It is, I have goosebumps because I don't make a million dollars, but I have more peace than my hardworking friends working 90 hours a week, mm. doing whatever they're doing. I'm walking in the will of God. I'm serving. And, and, and it did take me a long time. I'm not saying it was easy, like you just asked me. But when you are in that will of God, he, he'll keep directing your steps, opening those doors, leading you to different people. And it's, it's just so fulfilling to be here. And so I love I love that you just touched upon all that because if you don't know your why, why you're in, or, you know, you're unhappy in what you're doing, why are you doing it? You know, God wants to take you somewhere higher. He does. We all were made uniquely, but we were made with a purpose or on purpose. God made you on purpose for a purpose. And I truly believe that we all are designed with gifts. We all have spiritual gifts and until you want to know what those are, you have to spend time with God. He will uncover them. And it's a work. We're a work in progress, right? Mm -hmm. See, I mean, it's never ending. So I love that. And, you know, you were finishing up with the last one is bringing it back to God. Mm -hmm. um, yes, you have to bring it back to God. 
right? And, that, I mean, and that's exact. And that's exactly what you did, right? You're you're constantly. That's why we pick up our cross and deny ourselves yes. every day because we bring it back to not who you designed yourself mm-hmm. to be, not to who you think you are, mm-hmm. but to who God called you to be, to who God designed you to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you let anybody else who didn't uniquely, fearfully, and wonderfully make you in your mother's womb? Right. Why would you bring it back? Why would you allow anyone else to call you to claim your identity, even yourself? You didn't you didn't make yourself. God made you. So why would you allow anybody else to determine your identity, to determine your purpose, to determine your calling, to determine your passions? Let God resurrect your passions. And this is something that you can do every single day. If you're listening to this right now, guess what? Whatever day of the week it is, it's today. You can do it. You can allow God to resurrect that passion in you, but it goes back once again. And we summarize this number one, understand and actually know your why, not just, not just, Oh, I have a general idea of it. No, actually know it, be able to be confident in who or why, why it is that you do what you do, do something that is greater than yourself. That's what God has called us to do is to love him, to love others, to serve others. It's not about you. The story is not about you. The story is about how you can make an impact for God, how you can serve others and how God can do a good thing in them as he has done in you. And then number three, bring it back to who God designed you to be, because it all starts with the creator. He's called the creator for a reason. We might be content creators, but there's the greatest creator. And that is the one who fearfully and wonderfully made you. And there is no other being that should ever claim your identity other than the creator. So yeah, like I said, I, I got I got goosebumps just being able to talk about that, and I yes. was I, my blood was pumping, and I hope yes. my, I hope your listeners are the same way. But man, what a what a what a great am, topic to be able to talk about today. It is amazing. I feel so blessed by this conversation in so many ways because, like I said a minute ago, I'm a work in progress. It's never ending. Our faith walk is ongoing. It, you're never going to reach the top of that mountain in faith. I mean, it's God is going to show you and reveal things to you every step of the way when you're ready for it. So just buckle up, get close to God, take that quiet time, talk to him about the things on your heart so he can resurrect something in you that you never dreamed of. Because when you're walking with God, it's, it's just the most incredible place you can be. So I am just so thankful for this conversation. And Z, if my listeners want to get in touch with you or connect with you, where do you want them to go? Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Instagram at Z the PT. It's got a nice little ring to it, Um, but you can find me on there. I'm always posting, uh, like Kelly said, really encouraging content, um, talking always about showing up and I show up on my Instagram page. So um, you guys can go and follow me there. Um, we also have the Train by the Lamb podcast. So if you guys want to go and listen to that, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, but man, I, I told Kelly this. I love her, the title of her podcast, Addicted to Climb. When I first saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, if I, I'm so glad she took it because it's just it's such a great, <laughs> it's such a great name, but it's just, it's such, um, it's just such a blessing to see uh, her work as well and uh, to be able to do that. So, but a big thing that we do with Train by a Lamb and uh, with God Remembers, as I touched on briefly, was uh, we build our Christ-centered connection. So we build our, and 
Christ-centered community as well, the three C's. Um, but that's what we do. And so Kelly is one of them. And then we just, we continue. That's how we uh, provide that value as she touched on earlier in this episode, where there may be some of you that don't know where you want to start, where you can start. What, what, what does God have for me that is going to be able to lift me? Because it's really easy to say, you know, we do, and we do want to make time for God's word. And we do want to make time to listen to worship music, but sometimes he has still does, or sorry, back up. <laughs> He has designed you a certain way, right? He has wired you together. He's given you tastes. He's given you, he's made you unique. You are one out of seven plus billion people. So you have your own unique taste, your own unique lifestyle. And God, I think it's just too many people. I know I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I just could keep continuing going on here, but you know, there's too many people out there. There's too many believers that believe that, now that I've accepted God, I have to put to death myself. And as a part of that, that, that means I can't be myself anymore. Mm. That's not who God has designed you to be. He has designed you to be you. And the best parts of you are still able to be there in that relationship with God. He has not called you. He has not say, when you accept me, you become something that you're not. No, that's, that's one of the biggest lies thrown out there by the enemy. And too many people are believing that. And that's what we try to do with our Christ Center connections is get you connected with people with whether it's music artists, whether it's people like Kelly, fitness coaches, whatever it is that is able to day by day, step by step, encourage you and uplift you and be Christ centered stuff that points back to the resources that point back to the resurrection, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we want to do. And so that's a little bit about me. That's how you guys can get connected. And I'm just, I'm really honored to be able to come on your show today, Kelly. And yeah, I, I can already tell that God's going to use this conversation in a powerful way, even yes. just for one person, but man. Yes, he is. Amen. So I always end with one last question and I want to know what are you climbing towards next? So <laughs> it can be in your personal life yeah. or in your business. Yeah. Where's your climb taking you? Uh, yeah. So my climb right now is I am climbing on my coaching business right now. Um, as, uh, Kelly mentioned, I am a fitness coach. So, um, being in my young twenties, I'm just learning. I'm immersing. I have a lot of people around me that are supporting and just, uh, building that community is really awesome, but I am climbing right now and I'm learning and I'm, you know, there's going to be times along the way where I do fail, where I do make mistakes and, it's all about bouncing back from that. It's all about resurrecting from that and to just be able to bring life uh, to other people and everything that I do. So I'm just, uh, that's what I'm climbing at is just continuing to let God mold me and just design me into who he has called me to be. And once again, it's just getting, taking one step at a time to get to that vision that I, I know God has called me to be and who he has designed me to be. So that's where I'm currently climbing. I'm blessed to once again, be on this show today. I feel like this is just another one of those steps, right? That God is going to just use in a powerful way. Amen. And I'm just so thankful to have you today. So I'm excited to, as I said, watch your journey and how it unfolds and how God's going to use you in different ways to just be a disciple of him. And that's, what's more exciting. So Thank you again. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you all for tuning in and listening today. I pray you really are blessed by the conversation. You take the words to heart and you do something. You take some kind of action starting right now. So God bless you all. God bless you, Z. And until next week, keep on climbing. 
And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith Fuel and Fitness and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytian.com to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.